Mabuhai and welcome to the Rise of the Pinoy podcast, a show dedicated to inspiring Filipino excellence. Akosi Mike, and each week I'll be sharing with you an inspiring guest or message to help you become a world-class Filipino. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now let the inspiration begin. Hey guys, and welcome to the Rise of the Pinoy podcast. Thank you so much again for making this podcast part of your weekly listening. And I have another special guest, a fellow foreigner, an English guy by the name of Tom Graham. Now, Tom is the best-selling author of a book that I believe every single Filipino should read, The Genius of the Poor, An Englishman's Life-Changing Journey in the Philippines. An Englishman. (laughs) <laughs> and this is coming from an Irishman. Um, I've been blessed to have got to know Tom over the past year. We became really good friends, and many times we've shared the stage together as we travel across the Philippines, delivering this message of the world-class Filipino. Tom has got a very unique story, an extraordinary burning passion for this country. So inspiring. Check out this amazing interview with the one and only inspiring international speaker, Thomas Graham. Tom Graham, best-selling author of The Genius of the Poor. Welcome to the Rise of the Pinoy podcast. All right. Thanks for having me, Mike. Great to be here. We've known each other for quite a long time, Tom. And yeah, here we find ourselves in the Philippines. And you have an amazing story. And I think our listeners must hear that story. To kind of set the stage, Tom, what was the best change you've ever made in your life? What was the best? Change. Change I've ever made in my life? Yeah. Um, I guess it was, uh, it's on the front cover of my book. It's when I ditched for shirt and the tie. So I, when I came to the Philippines, I was in a well-paid job and I was living a pretty um, kind of, glamorous in some words lifestyle but deep down I wasn't fulfilled I wasn't really happy because I didn't believe in what I was doing and uh, that moment or that day when I interviewed Tony Maloto and he he told me Tony Maloto the founder of Goward Kalinga he, he he urged me to ditch the shirt and the tie uh, and to spend longer in the Philippines and really get to know the Filipino people I think that was um, the best decision I made because I, I, I took a big risk in, in, in quitting my job and quitting that sort of stable lifestyle that I had at the time um, to, to go into the unknown, to venture into the unknown. And to, uh, so I spent a year living in, in, in Gaud Kalinga villages all across the Philippines. And that was without doubt uh, the best decision I've made in my life to date, I'd say. So what excites you about the future in the Philippines? What makes you want to stay? Um, I think I'm, I feel quite blessed because I, I've, I've got to know so many amazing people in this country um, who are in a similar space to me and have found a similar um, 
purpose-driven life through social enterprise. Uh, I think if I went back to the UK, uh, I, you know, I'm sure I could get a job uh, doing a nine-to-five job, uh, so in a nine-to-five lifestyle in an office, and I'd be, you know, reasonably well-paid and comfortable. Um, but uh, it would be a lot more difficult for me to start my own social enterprise and have that 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 feeling of um, freedom um, and that opportunity to create something which can add so much value um, to other people, not only to myself. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, it would be a lot more difficult for me to go back to London and to start that uh, because it's such a competitive environment. So I think what, what, what keeps me here is that there's so many opportunities uh, in this country to really um, be entrepreneurial and make a difference in the same uh, in the same process so so I'm here for the opportunities and the opportunities um, not only to um, do something which which can fulfill me on a personal level but actually can can, can really um, uh, impact the lives of other Filipinos in a positive way I hope so Tom some of our listeners will be confused because we have 11 million overseas Filipinos, and a lot of our listeners are overseas Filipinos, more than half, would you believe, who are perhaps don't feel the same as you. They may say stuff like, there's no opportunities in the Philippines. And you have so many Filipinos, and you've seen them, I'm sure, when you speak, in, especially in schools, the dream of going to your country, mm. the UK. What do you say to people who maybe have the opposite, Filipinos that have an opposite belief of you? They say, no, Tom, there's no opportunities. There's opportunities in your country. How do you have that conversation? Yeah. I say, if you're outside, if you're, if you're li- listening from, from abroad, then come back home and check out the opportunities for yourself. And once you're here, and this would be a message more directly to Filipinos uh, um, in this country um, already, uh, come to the GK Enchanted Farm. Um, that is my sort of spiritual home, um, if you like. That's where I spend. I try to go there every single week. Um, and this place is a it's a it's a Gawad Kalinga community, but it's so much more than that because it's um, it's it's surrounded by forty three hectares of land, and it's this international hub for um, young and rising social entrepreneurs. So you have people there creating businesses. I think there's about 50 social enterprises now that have been started in anything from um, peanut butter to iced tea to um, cheese or dairy uh, products. There's so much going on there and it's such a unique platform uh, to, 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 to be in. So you, you'll, you'll actually be surprised uh, when you go there to hear that the, the second language in, in this is in Bulacan, uh, in a, a, a place, an area called Angat, which is not very well known and it's a, it's a pretty impoverished area. Um, and yet, this place, the GK Enchanted Farm, is attracting people from um, about 25 universities across Europe. Um, and uh, the second language in this community is French because there's so many French people there. So uh, I'm not the only one to see the opportunities. Um, uh, there's, there's people from all across the world who are spending time 
um, at the Enchanted Farm and discovering these opportunities uh, for themselves. So that's what I'd say is, is come and visit. Don't take my word for it. Come and visit. I want to play the role of a hardline uh, person in the audience who is shocked that a foreigner like you has so much belief in the country, but yet they have so little belief. So this hardliner, um, they listen to what you said, but they're rejecting it. And they respond to you by saying crime, poverty, uh, national disaster, etc., etc., corruption, infrastructure. They throw all of these problems that's facing the Philippines at you. Have you a story that you respond to when they throw those the, the negative stuff? How do you respond when people constantly tell you to folk, what about the negative stuff? How do you respond? Have you got a story of transformation you can share? Um, well, I think it all depends on, um, you need to surround yourself with people that, that are offering a different and more um, optimistic view uh, of of the Philippines um, and, are, and are really walking the talk. Um, I mean, there's so there's so many amazing people. I mean, I, I'm talking about the GK Enchanted Farm just because I spend a lot of a lot of time there. But uh, you can go there and 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 meet the the former uh, the, the the one time you know fruit and veg vendor um, who a GK community member who today is a um, is a social entrepreneur, uh, a cheese entrepreneur, or you can meet that's um, Maricel, or you could meet Vincent and see uh, this guy who, uh, again, uh, brought up in a Gaudklinger community, and he just spent, he just came back from France about a month ago, where he gave uh, amazing inspirational speeches to schools and universities and corporations across France, and was getting a standing ovation by the audiences that, that, that he spoke to. Uh, spend five minutes in someone like his presence and I'm pretty sure he will change your view of the Philippines and how optimistic you are um, for this country. You, just, you need to, 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 to seek out those, those people because they are there who are... are, are, are doing something remarkable and have so much courage to they're backing up their um their optimism for this country with real action um on the ground i, I want to continue the hardline approach Dom. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say to and this is a small percent has any filipino ever questioned your motives that you're a foreigner you were born seven thousand miles from here when this country is a history of foreigners coming here to exploit um, from the time of the Spanish, Japanese, mm. Americans. Mm. Today we have a lot of foreigners that come here not to benefit the Philippines for yeah. their own gain or to exploit. How do you respond to Filipinos who, who may think, um, who may question your motives about yeah. your own reason? What's what's in it for you? When, yeah, when yeah, they yeah, ask yeah, that yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's in it for you? Are you? Is there something a hidden agenda? Yeah. How, what is your hidden agenda? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got that more actually when I first arrived in the Philippines. Uh, once I was um, I was called a parachute journalist, um, meaning one of these uh, foreigners that shows up in the Philippines, spends a couple of uh, weeks or, or uh, a very short time in the country, and um, you know, writes a report and then leaves 
uh, without really understanding um, the country and um, the complexity of the challenges facing the Philippines and uh, you know judging the, the country um, in too fast and too 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 quick a way. Um, now, uh, I, I I don't I haven't had my motives questioned that so much uh, recently. Um, I think because I, I I I made a decision to sort of quit my previous job and um, to really um, uh, try to understand the Philippines and the the challenges of this country from um, from the perspective of uh, Filipinos. Uh, but having said that, that doesn't mean to say, I mean, now I, I have a social enterprise and, and we work um, with Gaud Kalinga communities to, to, promote, to promote them and to prepare them for tourism opportunities. Um, and of course, that is a, um, it's a challenging um, uh, mission that we've taken up. Mm. Um, and it's fraught with um, difficulties and opportunities for us to mess things up and to do things wrong. Uh, and 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 we you know we we are learning all the time. So um, of course, because we're developing this new type of tourism, which is social tourism, and we're working with 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 more marginalised communities, um, there's not really a blueprint that we can follow, and there's there's quite a lot of um, opportunities for us to mess it up if we're not listening mm. and if we're not learning on a continual mm. basis. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm. Um, I'm trying to remain as humble as I can and admit that I'm not an, I'm still not an expert mm. on this country and um, so when I do um, make mistakes I try to listen as quickly as possible mm. to, to, to what Filipinos are telling me so I can learn from it and do things better mm. next time Tom I've seen I've spoken with you many times and on your t-shirts that you wear sometimes has three words, world-class Filipino. Mm -hmm. And this podcast, we want to inspire and empower more Filipinos to become world-class. Yeah. What for you is the definition of a world-class Filipino? World-class Filipino for me is somebody, uh, is a Filipino who's living to their highest values, very core Filipino values. Some of those values which have had such a big um, impression on me are Bayanihan uh, and Walangiwanan in particular. Those core values which have, which which were so influential in in growing Gawad Kalinga and building Gawad Kalinga communities across the country. For me, a world class Filipino doesn't need to copy what we're doing in the West because, quite frankly, um, our uh, my country is not in the best state at the moment itself, and we're in no position to give lessons to a country like the Philippines. I believe that the Filipino, through living to the highest expression of Walangiwanan and Bayanihan, and um, how that affects not just their their um, you know their personal life, but also their career um, and the decisions they make as as consumers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you can live to those highest, that, 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 that for me is the highest expression of being Filipino is living to those core values, and for me that is that is truly world class and there's so much that, that, that Filipinos have to teach us in the West um, through those values. Wow, it's amazing. Tom, three more questions for you. Right. 
Let's go back into time. 20 years of age, where were you? Oof, I was living, I think I was in Italy at the time. Italy at the time. Yeah. So you've, you've been a world traveler. You've yep. traveled to many countries. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Oh, that's a great, that's a great one. Um, so when I, when I was around that age, 20 years old, um, I, I wanted three things out of, of, out of life. I wanted um, to earn good money, I wanted to travel the world, and I wanted to be a writer. And I was lucky enough during my 20s to be able to achieve that. And I was doing these reports all across the world, and I was earning, earning good money, and I was living, as I said, a, a sort of a semi-glamorous lifestyle, because I was interviewing the rich and the famous. Um, and yet I wasn't happy, uh, because I knew what I wanted at the time, but I had no idea why I wanted it. Um, or I had no, I had no why to, 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 to the reports I was writing. I didn't really believe in them. I didn't really believe in the content. So however good my, my lifestyle became, a lifestyle alone is, is not enough. You need to really understand what, what on, your, on a deeper level, what motivates you uh, to, uh, you know, what, what, what really um, aligns with your purpose. Uh, and um, you know, I found that I found that I think here in the Philippines and through social enterprise. So I would I would really encourage people not to focus so much on a list of all the things that they want in life, but really look a bit deeper and say, you know, what is my at at at, at my core? What is what is that? What is really going to make me happy? Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd known that when I was twenty, mm-hmm. but it's taken me uh, fifteen years. To, to get a better idea, and I'm, and I'm still learning, of course. Fantastic, Tom. And now I want to bring you to today. Today, and I've heard you say many times about the great future you see for yourself here, uh, the great future you see for the nation in the Philippines. So what, if I were to ask you, what is your vision for the Philippines and for the Filipino people? Um, my vision... Is I mean I, my vision is the same as Tony Maloto's vision I think for for uh, for this country um, and the Gaudklinger vision which is to help uh, end poverty for five million families by 2024. I think it's important to have a a specific target in mind. We can't just say oh yeah we're going to transform the country or we're going to end poverty, but you really got to be say okay what does that mean. And um, the vision of GK is to say, look, there's absolutely no reason why the Philippines is poor. There's no, there's no lack of resources. There's no lack of brilliant people in this country. Um, it's just a case of, of, of living up to those core Filipino values I was talking about earlier. Um, and the moment that Filipinos start to uh, uh, really um, um, uh, put Bayanihan into action in every area of their life, then there's absolutely no reason why this country will be poor. So Tom, we're almost at the end. And I want to ask you a question about uh, billboards. If you could put a billboard anywhere in the Philippines, where would you put it and what would it say? Oof. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, I guess I'd have to put it on EDSA. <laughs> uh, 
because I seem to spend a few hours, um, well, often I'm spending at least an hour every day stuck on that damn road. Um, but what would it say? Um, hmm. Believe, believe in a world-class Philippines in which no one is left behind. Um, because this is something that you've shared in the past, you know, belief is at the, is at the heart of, of, you know, everything begins with belief, right? And if we don't believe that we can build a, a world-class Philippines in which no one is left behind, then it won't happen. So I think that that is the first element which I would, that's why I'd start the billboard with a message, believe, believe in it. Um, and then, yeah, people may, may, may laugh or may um, be surprised by that world-class Philippines um, tag, but it's, it's really true. I mean, I, I, true, I choose to be in this country because this country offers me so much uh, on a personal, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a spiritual level, um, which I couldn't find back home in the UK. Um, and so I believe that, that, that there's, there's elements of, of world-class Philippines. It, it already exists. And, and there are, there are already millions of Filipinos who, who are truly world-class. Um, but of course we need to extend that to everyone. We can't allow anyone to be left behind in this country so we're not there yet um, so that's why it has to be a world class Philippines in which no one absolutely zero exceptions no one is left behind wow so Tom I have one final question which I hope is my most difficult question <laughs> and it's the end days it's the final days in, in the future yep. and Tom you're surrounded by all your loved ones maybe some great grandchildren thrown in there but for some reason, Tom, your books, your speeches, your businesses, everything that you've built over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years has disappeared. And you have the opportunity to give three truths that you've learned on your journey in life. What are those three truths? Oh, Mike. Um, three truths. Um... I think the the one of the biggest truths for me on a on a very human level is is um, the the importance of being aware of being aware in the present moment of of um, everything that we are doing. Um, I personally um, have spent I spent certainly the first twenty five years of my life. On completely on autopilot, not aware of um, really uh, anything I was not on a, on a deeper level, not really aware of anything I was doing and the decisions I was making. And even today, that's something I, I very quickly forget. So um, awareness, I think, comes for me. It comes from my meditation um, practice. So uh, that would be. The, uh, the first truth is to remember as much as possible to be aware um, of, of where you are and what you're doing in, in any given moment. Um, second truth, which has had a big impact on me, is, um, is the, um, the power we have to, once we are aware, the power we have to actually um, 
respond to situations in a uh, in 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 whichever manner we choose. So if I'm angry, uh, if I'm actually aware, I realize I'm choosing to be angry. It's not something that's unavoidable. I can in that moment, if I'm aware, I can choose not to be angry because by being angry, I'm just bringing suffering on myself at the end of the day. Um, so that would be the second truth. Would be to um, uh, the fact that I'm free to choose how I respond to uh, to any given situation. And then the third uh, truth um, is to be kind. So choose to be kind in any moment. You can call it love if you like as well, but it's it's that you can choose to be kind to yourself. So don't beat yourself up about something that you've done in the past. You can choose to to, to accept yourself and to be kind uh, to yourself and of course to be kind to others um, I think kindness at the moment in, in the world um, is, is um, I mean it, it should be that one value or that, that one thing that we aspire to most and it's lacking in certain societies and certain parts of the world um, to a, and it's having awful consequences so um, remember to be kind uh, and be kind in any single moment you can choose to be kind and that can have a massive impact not only on the quality of your own life but how you help others to live to live a better life as well so. wow <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Tom that is the interview uh, people will be fascinated by this they may want to reach out to you personally how do you recommend people get in touch with you sure um, well uh, check out uh, our Mad Travel website. Um, website? Yep, yeah, which is www.madtravel.org. Uh, you can also send me uh, an email if you've got any, any, more, any, any, any questions um, based on, on uh, our conversation in the last uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, that's tom at madtravel.org. Uh, dot org. So, so yeah, reach out. I'd love to hear from you guys. And the book, where can people get the book? The book is available. The Genius of the Poor is available um, in a national bookstore, in fully booked, and there's also a Kindle version. So type in The Genius of the Poor Kindle um, and you can get the, the, the online um, version as well. What if I'm a French speaker and I only want to read oh. in French? Yes, I forgot about all of those French listeners. Uh, so the book is also translated into French. Uh, it's called La Richesse des Pauvres. Um, and again, you can get that on Amazon. Uh, and the book during 2017 will also be, it's also currently being translated into Japanese. So uh, any Japanese listeners, I'm sure there's thousands of them out there, uh, will also be able to, 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 to read about the genius of the Filipino people in their own language. Thank you so much, Tom. And listeners, the show notes, mikerogan.ph forward slash podcast. You will see all the links to Mad Travel, Tom's email address, the, the, right, uh, the Genius of the Pinoy book. And all the show notes from today will be on the podcast page of the website. Maraming salamapo. Thank you so much, Tom, for Thanks, making time Mike. for our listeners. Yeah, brilliant. Loved it. Hey, guys, it's Mike again. I have a special gift for you for listeners of this podcast very simple go to mikegrogan.ph forward slash ebook and you will find waiting for you a special gift my book 
Seven reasons why the Filipino will change the world. To you for 100% free. I will be honored if you read this because this book is an absolute must read for every single Filipino. So to get the book, to get your free copy, all you gotta do is go to mikegrogan.ph forward slash ebook. So Mike, M-I-K-E, Grogan, G-R-O-G-A-N, .ph forward slash ebook. Maraming salamat po. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Until next time, God bless. Thank you. Mga kababayan ko, 